welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast with Brian Collins. Here you'll find practical advice and interviews for all kinds of writers. In 2011, the California man Garen Jones was 40 pounds overweight and he was living out of his car in California. Cut to 2019 and he's now running a seven-figure coaching business. He's spoken in 32 countries and he's about to release a new book, Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life. Jones's journey from the backseat of his car to the stage started with studying how successful entrepreneurs spend their day. And he was surprised to find that many of them get up between 4.30 and 6.30. And this is something he started putting into practice. In this interview, we talk about Jones's early morning routine and how he used it to write his book. And he also explains how to create your panda hour and what exactly that is what he learned after studying how successful entrepreneurs operate and his exact process for writing his book, Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life. We also dive into a lot of other great topics, but I started by asking Jones to tell me how he got from living out of his car to running a seven-figure coaching and speaking business. Okay, so um, seven and a half years ago, I was living out of my car for two and a half years. You know, I was in the lowest point of my life. I was overweight, 40 pounds overweight, tired, broke, which was only a mindset. And I just didn't know how to, I didn't know how to get ahead in life because I was never given those tools, nor was there anyone in my life to teach me that. And so I reached a point where I I just completely went dark. I was extremely depressed. My girlfriend had just broke up with me. My daughter pretty much disowned me because I couldn't even, I didn't know how to love myself. So there was no possible way that I could give what I didn't have. And so For me, I was just like, I don't know how people are being successful, but I'm just going to keep doing what I know. All I knew was being insecure, don't feel value, I don't love myself. And I just pretty much, the compound of me thinking a certain way since childhood caught up to me when I was 32 years old. At 3.43 in the morning, I was living in my car And I just broke down and I screamed and I cried to the top of my lungs. I'm tired of fighting. Like, I don't want to die like this. There's got to be more to life. And, you know, all my life, I've always focused on what I don't want. I don't want to be broke. I don't want this kind of girlfriend. I don't want to be unhappy. But this, it was the first time in my life I focused on exactly what I wanted. I want to be healthy. I want to be happy. I want to be surrounded by nothing but positive people. I want to travel the world and inspire people in stages of thousands. And I want to make a bunch of money, but I want that money to represent something that I passionately believe in that I would do for free. So that was a bit of my backstory. And a week later, I met a homeless man. It sounds like the craziest story, but the way that it happened was it was a divine calling on my life. A week later at a gas station who asked me for money and that homeless man, whenever I said I don't have any money, he said, change your mindset, change your life. And that started a philosophy that seven and a half years, I have been doing the opposite of everything that I would normally do in areas that I wasn't happy. And that completely revolutionized, transformed my life in every single area. And now we're here. I mean, of course, there's so much more, but the gist of it was I'm not the same person who I was seven and a half years ago because I, I started doing different things in a different way with the same circumstance. And the here is about to launch a book. You know, you're traveling around the world, uh, speaking about your story. But could you give me an example of some of the, you know, the mindsets that you, you changed? You touched on one there about having no money. Is there anything else that you started to do? 
Oh man, it was pretty much everything. But first and foremost, we're domesticated as children to think a certain way and kind of carry that out to your grave until you seek mentors and you seek to learn more. For me, I started with things that seemed tangible for me. So, I mean, normally I would take the escalators and then it was like, change your mindset, change your life. So I would take the stairs. Normally I would use gel soap, change your mindset, change your life. So I would use bar soap. Normally I would be lazy and stay asleep and sleep until like 11 or noon, 11 a.m. or noon, and then change your mindset, change your life. I would wake up early and then start working out. Normally I would hang around negative people who always talk bad about everything, not doing anything, not goal-driven, change your mindset, change your life. I started reading books and going to seminars. And so I started literally doing the opposite of everything. When I say everything, I mean everything from the way that I dressed, from the way that I took showers, and the, the way that I walked down the street. I was like, well, normally I do this, so I'm going to do the opposite. What I realized was, it's like Alice in Wonderland. She didn't want to walk through that door because she was like, oh, it's too small. But it wasn't until she walked through the door that it shaped to fit her size. And on the other side of that door was the door to more. It was, it was, it, it was Wonderland. We all have a Wonderland on our life, but it's on the other side of things that wouldn't normally do. Not only did you start getting up early, you actually started getting up really early. Could you describe what your morning routine is like right now? Okay, so, you know, in the, in the act of reading these books, so I started reading, I started reading about gurus and monks and highly successful people that have graced this planet. Every single one of them talked about getting up early, that your, your productivity rises early because most people are sleeping. And I was like, you know what? If they can do it, maybe I can do it. So I tried to wake up early and that did not work. I learned how to wake up early by default. So I started training for a triathlon. However, when I would train, when I would normally wake up, it would cut into the middle of my day. And so I was like, I got to get up earlier than this. So mind you, I had a big thing that I was working on and that was pulling me to wake me up. So it wasn't like I had nothing going on. I was training for something. I didn't even know how to swim. So I had to wake up super early to get all of this stuff done so that it wouldn't cut into my day and I could do all these other things. So I built the pattern of having something that I was connected to that I had to do early in the morning, which was pulling me up every day. After that was done, all I had was time. I was like, I got to do some other stuff. So I started thinking about, I was like, man, what can I fill this early time slot with so I'm not going back to my old patterns? And then I started thinking about how can I be like really effective and how can I be really powerful? And one day I was in my car. I started the engine and it took 10 times the velocity and starting the engine before it settled into the drive. And I said, well, what is my spiritual engine? What is my mind engine? What goes into my heart engine? And I started thinking about what stimulates me. So if I was a car, how would I start my engine in the morning? So I created this terminology. It's called the power hour. I love panda, so I call it panda power hour. And it starts in the morning and it works on your, your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. So I would write down everything that I love. 
You know, I would, I would just look a long list of things that I love to always amplify the emotion of love inside of me, right? And then I would make another list. And this is everything that I needed to do the next day. However, I don't like looking at lists. So I needed to make sure that when I would look at those things that I love, that I could transmute that same energy to the list. Now, the brain doesn't respond to big progress or little progress. It just responds to progress. So on a day where you accomplish three things, three days in a row, your energy, your energy level will be 10 times higher than when you're not doing anything, you're not accomplishing anything. I was like, so I want to build a list that's based off of accomplishing something, whether it's big or small, it doesn't matter. I just want to be in, in a winning environment mentally. So I created the list. I put everything on the list that's connected to my mind, my body, my spirit. So whether it was jumping jacks to increase the serotonin, whether it's doing push-ups and calling 10 people to just acknowledge them for an impact that they've made in my life, eating my healthy foods or dancing around to my favorite song, whatever it is that is stimulating my mind, my body, and my soul. I had about 30 things on that list. I didn't know how it was going to work. All I know is I looked at the stuff that I love. Then I looked at the list. The list started taking on the same energy as the stuff that I love because I transmuted that energy by looking at like a picture of my daughter, a picture of my girlfriend, a picture of my mom, and then looking at the list of things that I'm going to do the next day. And this is all before I go to bed. When the list started taking on the same energy as the stuff that I love, then I went to sleep. Now, when you go to sleep, your mind is still working. That is your subconscious mind. So whatever you do the last five minutes before bed is going to set the tone for your entire day the next day. And I did it in a successful mentality, in a loving mentality, in a mentality of gratitude. Go to sleep. My number one objective is to see how much I can get done within the first hour. What it is doesn't matter. What I didn't know was even by writing the words, I'm waking up at 4.30, just writing it. I forgot to set my alarm clock. All of a sudden, I popped up out of nowhere at 4.30. And I'm like, wow, that was 4.30 on a dot. And I already knew what I was going to do, which was the 30 things that I had put on my list. But it was simple things like wake up, brush my teeth, morning affirmations, contacting 10 people a day. I mean, contacting 10 people, telling them what I love about them. And it was all about giving and giving and giving. But what I didn't know is what I was giving to myself. But since I already had the list and it had been working mentally, you know, people work a job and they have a quota to meet in the last hour. They do more in the last hour than they did the whole entire month. Well, I created something where you can have a quota in the morning. My quota is the first thing that I do for the first hour And imagine most people go the entire day and they might get 10 things done and they're thinking about, what do I need to do next? I already know what I need to do. I'm just curious, Karen, what time did you go to bed at if you're getting up at half four? You know what? It didn't matter. Because you knew what you wanted to do the next day or for some other reason? Because I knew what I wanted to do the next day. I was excited. I was in the emotion of love and there was just this, The way that I went to sleep, even if I went to sleep at 2 a.m., it was the weirdest thing. I I go to sleep at 11. I go to sleep at 9.30. No matter what time I went to sleep, if I set myself up for success at night, 
in the emotion of love and not thinking about it's too late, it's too this. This is what I'm going to accomplish tomorrow. When I woke up, it was just, I, I popped up though. I didn't even try to wake up. I would pop up every single night and I say, the thing was, is I got this much stuff done within the first hour. And because I used to think about what do I do next? What do I do next? I was using brain power. Yeah. But now, because I knew what I was going to do, there was a surge of emotion. I mean, a surge of energy and a surge of power that came along with one success building upon the other success, building upon the other. So imagine I got 10, I mean, I got a 30 things done within the first hour. That was me starting my mind, body, and that's, soul. That's an, an insanely productive hour. So, so I'm, I'm curious, if I wanted to create my own Panda Hour or if somebody wanted to start a business or perhaps somebody wanted to write a book, which you've just done, how could they do that? Do they need to get up at 4.30 and accomplish 30 things? You know, it wasn't about the 4.30. That was a number that came up with me. And then I, I studied like Steve Jobs and I studied all of these different people. And they were said anywhere between 4.30 and 6.30 a.m. where there's not a lot of people out. It's not about answering text messages and all these different things throughout the day. It's literally you with you and whatever your project is. And I'd say, write that in the script. Write that in your in your power hours. So before you go to bed, if you know you've got 10 pages to write, okay, cool. What is something that's going to get you started? You're like, I'm going to finish this chapter tomorrow and be in full ownership over it. And so then you write that inside of your list. If I wasn't working on my book, then stuff about my book doesn't go on my list. So write everything that you know that you want to accomplish and get you a couple of successes before you get to that thing so that your body is used to you winning and succeeding and progressing. Yeah, that makes sense. Could you explain to me, like panda, what does the metaphor mean, panda? <laughs> so when I was a little kid, my mom said I used to cry a lot. And then she said, when I saw a panda on the TV screen, I stopped crying, okay? And then, then she got a panda. And every time I would cry, show me a panda, I stopped crying. Pandas were on my baby crib. It's like my spirit animal, and it's been following me my whole life. I've spoken over 32 countries in the last two years, and every time people just come up to me with panda mugs and panda hats and panda socks, and they're like, we know that you love it, so we give it to you. So I just associate everything that I do with something that I love, so it's tapping into my heart emotion and not my thought uh, mechanical, whatever is going that drives you away from the heart. So if I understand you correctly, Garen, it sounds like a panda hour is spending an hour early in the morning working on something that you love. Working on something that you love, but also not forgetting, you know, for me, it's working on something that you love. It's a, it's a project. And here's what I noticed. Whenever I didn't have anything that I was working on and I wasn't living up to a vision or anything like that, if I would try to do a power hour, if I would try to wake up early, I would not wake up because I wasn't plugged into anything that was bigger than myself. It's like a light socket. You take the plug out, the lamp turns off. You plug into the source and then everything lights up. When I'm plugged into something bigger, it almost pulls me forward. You also describe yourself as a serial entrepreneur. Have you set up a couple of different types of businesses or is your speaking, coaching, and writing business your main one? 
you know, I have, I do um, real estate development. You know, I have a health and nutrition. I'm a wellness entrepreneur, just working on like the eight dimensions of wellness and bringing that to our planet. Then I have my coaching business and I have a book coming out and a few other really cool projects in 2020 that I'm really freakishly excited about. You're planning ahead. What, what did your writing process look like for the book? You know what? I literally try and for any writers out there, I did it all. It took me a damn long time. Nothing beats an authentic expression of you. I tried to pay somebody to write it for me and it just didn't feel authentic. So I scrapped the whole thing and spent all this money. And I was like, no, you can just write this for me. I just need help get hiring a ghostwriter. It didn't feel right in my, in my soul. Then I hired another person to be like a buddy writer. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to write this. So I just buckled down and I didn't try to make it sound like anyone else other than Garen Jones. And I just wrote and I wrote. And the second that I decide to not try to make it sound like any other way or sound like or look like a formation of a book, the way that a book should be written, it took me two weeks. But before that, it took me five years and I was writer's block and I was stuck. I was only writer's block because I wasn't honoring my authentic expression of myself. So the process for me was, and this is for anybody who, who posts on social media or anything, I had years, years of content. And the way people comment on uh, certain things, they're like, oh, I really love this. This really changed my life. I went back to all of the things that I wrote from living in my car, being $200,000 in debt, you know, from being a, a seven-figure earner um, in several companies. And so for me, I went back to all of those things and I looked at what was touching the people's lives, what had the most likes, what had the most comments, what made a man say, after I listened to your story, I put the gun down and I was like, wow, how many people would benefit from hearing the real raw truth. And I took all of that and then I took 2000 index cards and I hit the streets. I walked up to people and asked them if you could ask, and these were strangers, if you could ask the universe a question and it would give you an answer based off of that, that would change your life. What would you ask? And then I took the majority of whatever they responded with. And if I got a result from a question that they asked, I knew that I could help facilitate the world's questions. And a lot of it, what's my purpose? How do I find love? How do I find true happiness? And so my process was truly connecting with the people, talking to the people, asking them questions, not about what I know, but what people want to hear, what they're looking for. And so my book is an everyday people's guide to them understanding themselves and the power that lives inside of them so that they can use it and produce extraordinary results in their life. So my process was truly just being amongst the people and then writing my experiences of my own personal life and just writing it. I went on Google looking writers for beginners and I, and I started from there. Then from there, it became its own entity. What plans do you have to promote the book over the next few months? Like I understand it's coming out next month. Yeah. So, you know, I've been documenting my journey since I was living in my car. And so 
so many people said, man, anything that you need, I'm talking about these are high level people that have millions of followers. And they're like, we've been seeing you, seeing you grow. You've made a difference in my family's life and all this. Anything that you need, I'm here to support major, major people. So just using the support of, you know, I never ask anybody for anything. Even when I was living in my car, I was just always giving and giving and giving. And, you know, when you're a servant-based leader and all, you give and pour into people, people always want to support you. Like you don't even have to pay for that. You paid for it with your level of energy output and your energy is worth more than your money. So my plan was, and people already know, they're like, as soon as your book comes out, like we're ready. There's people that are begging me to be a part of the street team. And because it's, I'm going to be giving all of this information out that I learned in the tools and the philosophies over the last seven years. Something slightly different is you use Instagram extensively. Uh, actually, looking at your profile, you have 150,000 followers. So how has that helped you build a relationship with your, with your followers and potentially the readers of your book? You know, it's me. I, I post all my own content. I respond back to all the people for now because when it gets in the millions, I'll, you know, I'll definitely need some support. I have such a different relationship because they're not just followers. They're human beings and people... You know, people are looking for change or looking for a difference. So just having the access to social media, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, Instagram lives, it just gives me uh, another outlet to do what I know I'm here to do on this planet, which is make a difference and make a massive impact in people's lives. And I'll use any, I'll use any platform. Like I won't, I won't deny a platform if there's human beings connected to it. You've also got a lot of pictures of training at CrossFit and swimming and running and so on. So what do you think is the link between the creative process and personal transformation and physical health? You know, it's everything because your health is connected to your heart and your heart is the foundation of your life. And that's why when you feel bad, like when you, when you feel bad, you get like your heart, like the way that you feel it determines the way that you think. The way that you think determines the way that you speak. The way that you speak determines your actions and your actions determine the outcome. Every single thing that happened with my transformation started when I became health conscious. When I, I wasn't trying 30-day plan, I actually wanted to become a better version of myself in every aspect. When I saw what happened with my mom, she had a year to live seven years ago, was on a colostomy bag, 12 different medications, 19 back-to-back -back surgeries. Now it's seven and a half years later and my mom is zip lining and rock climbing and all that. We still have my mom here. That started with her health. And that started with her reading, you know, some of the same personal development books that I read, which also led me to believe that our mind is what rots our outside. So the more cleaner and healthier and loving and in gratitude our mind is, the outside is the physical manifestation of what's going on inside the brain, which is connected to your heart. So all of it, all of it is connected. And um, I'm just grateful to understand this so that I can bring it to, you know, our, our society. Mm, I like that. I like that. What, what were the personal transformation books that you read that you mentioned there a few minutes ago? Oh, man. So there's a book. The very first book that I read was The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. I've 
read that book over 333 times between the paperback and audiobook. Um, so yeah. here's what happened. I've read a quote. Bruce Lee said, fear not the man who practices 10,000 kicks. Fear the man who practices one kick 10,000 times. And I took that and ran with it because most people, they read books. And a lot of people that I know, they have a great memory, but their life doesn't look like the information that's stored in their, in their brain. It's like, it doesn't look like the information that there's spitting out. They're just saying all these different quotes. I'm like, yo, like, no, you're, instead of committing it to memory, commit it to mastery. And the only way to commit it to mastery is to do it over and over and over. Like you learn how to tie your shoe, like you learn ABCs. It should not be different when wanting to change your life. So when I read a book, I don't just read a book. I commit it to mastery and I work on living the book so that the philosophies in the book literally look like my life. And of course, you have your own book coming out. Where can people find you in your book, Karen? So it will definitely be on Amazon. I'll be posting on it all online and it'll be on my website, Garen, GarenJones.com, G-A-R-R-A-I-N, Jones.com. I'm really excited to bring this. I think it's something, actually, I know it's something that the people... I mean, all people, all nationalities, religions could really grasp because most people don't have direction in life. And this book, it won't give them direction, but it will remind them of what their soul already knows. And it will evoke the direction that they can choose on their own merit to want to live. I like that. I like that. It was was great to talk to you today, Karen. Oh, thank you so much, Brian. I really, really, really appreciate uh, the opportunity and the platform so that other people can have a chance like I did. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you again. Take care. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you did, please leave a rating on the iTunes store. And if you want to accomplish more with your writing, please visit becomearitertoday.com forward slash join and I'll send you a free email course. Thanks for listening.